Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. And we are back. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a bonus episode of the Bad Movie Cult podcast. This week, we are covering a creature feature. Ooh, yes. Picture the scene, Ken. It's the 1970s. Mm-hmm. America is terrified of from the flying vermin. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking today about the 1978 Alfredo Zacharias classic, The Bees. A new strain, and though it's out of control. This is an ultimatum. Either we share this world with them, or we vanish as a species. Would you mind? You're not listening to me. Now you leave them no choice. This has an IMDb rating of 3.9 out of 10. Incredible. An audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes of 9%. (laughs) That's just Ken. (laughs) Oh, dear. The film stars John Saxon. Of course it does. They all did back then. (laughs) Is is this his first appearance on the the podcast, Saxon? Uh, I think it might be. I can't remember now. Well, welcome, John. And uh, if it isn't your first time, welcome back. John Saxon, of course, as Ken said, was in every film in the 70s. Yeah, and pushed into the 80s as well. He maintained that. And even on the tail end of the 90s there, (laughs) you see him turning up. This also starts... I don't think John Saxon ever looked different. I don't think he ever did. No, I don't think he's looked different ever. Yeah, looking at him in this in the 70s compared to, like, New Nightmare... In the late 90s. Yeah, he's the same, isn't he? Yeah, well, mid-90s, I guess. Yeah, he does look the same. And this also stars <laughs> the dad of a former bad movie cult inductee. Yes. It's John Carradine, <laughs> who has the most ridiculous over-the-top accent in this. It's everything he does in this is ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. It's like I, he's a, it's like like a just, pantomime. Yeah, it's just like they just let him get on with it. They were just like, well, we can't tell him how to do it. Yeah. He's a, he is a legend after all. Yeah, he's done 400 films at this point. Yeah. We can't tell him how to act on the bees. Yeah, so they didn't. And uh, it just seems like he's in a different film. A different world. <laughs> <laughs> As we mentioned before, this is... Um, this was an actual real fear that people had. Uh, this is one of several films about African honey uh, killer bees. Yes, that were released during the seventies. I do remember actually. I watched the the swarm. The, I was going to mention. Yeah. I've seen that's uh, Michael Caine. Isn't yes, it? Yeah. it is. Yeah, that's mental as well. I, I I used to be scared of that film. 
Mm, the yeah. noise. I used to be, uh, no, it was the bit where um, it, it came out of uh, somebody's nose and mm. mouth. Oh, yeah, used, yeah. oh, that used to freak me out. Yeah. Yeah, there's just that bit used to just really make me. I was remember the noise. And there was, uh, there was a bit in that, I think, where somebody locked themselves in a fridge uh, to stay safe, leaving other people outside to die, but they came through the vents. I think I remember you telling me about yeah, that. Yeah, he scared the shit yeah. out of me. He really did. Yeah, didn't you used to um, like block the door, your door to your room or something, so they couldn't get in under the... Me? No. No. no I was, I'm an adult. <laughs> when you were a child, <laughs> I mean. Oh, right. Uh, perhaps. Uh, since then, if I ever is anything in the room, like when I'm on holiday, if there's a fly that comes in or a mosquito, I will lock myself in that room. And only one of us will emerge alive. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually take it that seriously. Which one? Uh, fre- well, frequently it was me, but not always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we said, uh, the US, they, they were dealing with a fear of the invasion of the killer bees from South America, which was actually a thing that did happen, although it didn't happen as bad as everyone thought. I thought they were going to overtake <laughs> the world. Certainly not as bad as this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, other films in the Killer Bee subgenre, I'll reel them off. You got The Invasion of the Bee Girls, nineteen seventy-three. Mm-hmm. Killer Bees, yes. The Savage Bees, Ooh. The Swarm, mm-hmm. in seventy-eight, and Terror Out of the Sky. Fun fact for you, Ken: Warner Brothers paid the American distributor of the film, New World Pictures, to postpone its release so that it would not coincide with the theatrical release of their Killer Bee film, The Swarm. Yeah, came out in the same year. Got a plot for you? You ready for this? I think I am ready, yeah. If, as best as I could do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to point out that I found this film just by accident. So I just thought, hey, I'll watch it. It was on Shudder, and I, it was in my list. And I thought, yeah, go on, and I'll just put it on. And I watched it um, before we were due to record something else, weren't we? And when I finished watching it, and Dom arrived, and I said, just watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and I showed him one scene, and he was like... Oh, we've got to do a fucking episode on that. Yeah. <laughs> Just based on one scene. And I was like, yeah. And then I had to watch the whole bloody thing again <laughs> just so I could write notes. That's, yes. that's, that's this film, anyway. Get involved. Get it, Give it a watch. Stay just for the one scene, which we'll cover in detail <laughs> later in the podcast, but it is an absolute beauty. It is. One hour 15. <laughs> that's the scene right there. Everything I love in bad movies encapsulated <laughs> in a 30-second scene. So the plot, Ken... Corporate smuggling of South American killer bees into the United States results in huge swarms terrorising the Northern Hemisphere. Jesus Christ. A small team of scientists work desperately to destroy the threat, but the bees soon mutate into a super-intelligent species that threatens the world. A few years ago, African honeybees were imported to Brazil. They bred with the local species, producing a new, aggressive, and dangerous strain that, without provocation, attacked and killed countless animals and scores of humans. These bees spread uncontrollably throughout the country. Each year, the area infested by the killer bees grows larger and larger. At this moment, South America has been completely invaded. So far, there are no means to prevent these deadly insects from taking over the entire Western Hemisphere. So it starts with the voiceover. It tell, it's telling us about the um, the spread of the killer bees throughout South America. You got a diagram. Um, they actually use the word invaded to describe the spread of the bees. And then the, the actual caption looks like, you know when you ever see a, 
a map of Nazi, of the Nazi just yeah. spreading across the globe. <laughs> it's like that that they use. It's like they started Dad's army, but bees. Yeah. They said there's no way to prevent the insects from taking over the entire Western Hemisphere. There's just no way to do it. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! We cut to a father and son hopping over a fence using a ladder. The kid's afraid, and the dad says that they're going to use smoke to make the bees go to sleep. Yeah, so he just says it'll all be okay. It's the honey bandits. <laughs> From Home Alone. <laughs> May I just point out that uh, the dad saying it'll all be okay uh, is incorrect. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, because uh, they're instantly overwhelmed by bees as soon as they break into the uh, first hive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird that they didn't expect that. Yeah. They've gone in without any sort of protective clothing, but just a small bit of smoke yeah. in a tin. <laughs> yeah. That they think this will stop these million of bees. Yeah, and I have to say that the reactions to bees in this film is one of the best things about it for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I think every time it happens, I've actually just written bees in big capital letters. Yeah. <laughs> every time there's suddenly a swarm of bees, because it's very quick, almost too quick. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, I've never been swarmed by bees, but I have been attacked by a bee, and you sort of just run away. The people in this film are flying over things. yeah. yeah. Shooting themselves in the head. Yeah, there's a guy dives through a wedding cake. Yeah, <laughs> while Slash gives us a guitar solo. It's crazy. One guy just punches himself in the dick repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, until he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the dad and son they flee in terror, arms waving like madmen. To be honest, the noise of the bees is really, really annoying. Yeah, especially towards the the end. Yeah. With yeah. The, the hive mind. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, cut to an old man and a trophy wife. Franklin, when are you coming to bed? What's the matter? Can't you sleep? Well, sleeping isn't what I had in mind. Uh, she wants to... This is Sandra, the wife, and the, the husband, the old man, is called Franklin. Yeah, I thought it was Eric Roberts. It does look a bit with. like yes, Eric Roberts. But Eric Roberts now, not in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not anyway. It's Claudio Brook. He's very oddly faced. But, like the uh, Easter Island he's statue. Got a, he's got, yeah, he's got a lot of hair on top of that head as well. She says she, she wants to know when he's coming upstairs for some sexy sex with her. Mm-hmm. And just as she says that, Julio, Julio Cesar, he comes in to tell Franklin that someone's messing with the bees. The bees are going crazy. <laughs> or something to that effect. <laughs> they grab their veils. <laughs> yeah, they just they just put their veils on, don't they? Yeah, no, and that's no protective. It. I think they may, may put gloves on, and that's it. So gloves that are like open at the wrists and uh, a hat. Yeah, with a netting. And, that, and that's it, yeah. Franklin says, God damn it, instead of raiding the domestic hives, they've had to meddle with the killer bees. <laughs> Thus letting us know what's happening. They do that a lot in this one. There's some very on-the-nose yeah. um, uh, dialogue. Julio then says, I hope they have good legs for a running. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we cut to a boy being killed. Yeah. Yeah, which is a nice comedy touch. He jumps in the river uh, to try and escape the bees, the lad, and he, he submerges. Yeah, we're not, not sure whether he just drowns himself. That's what I put. I put, is there some? Is there a shark bee yeah. mutant? Have they dragged him under? <laughs> I'm writing that down for the future. <laughs> shark bee. Uh, the bee, bee shark. Nah, I forget it. It ain't going to work, is it? Not even Asylum can pull that one off. I don't know. What would it look like? Big stinger on it, the end of its fin. What's the point? 
wings, tiny wings that are too small for its body. <laughs> <laughs> like rhino frog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And one sting and it's dead. Yeah. What a pathetic creature. <laughs> yeah. Stop meddling with science. Goddamn military. I put, uh, what are the what's the effect that they're using here? And I, I I did Google it and I believe for the the swarming and stuff, I believe it's wood chips through an industrial fan. Really? Yeah. That's got to have been annoying, hasn't it? Mm. No wonder they're all just like shielding their faces yeah. for real. Well, like wood shavings, I should say, not like chips. <laughs> just fucking sticking in people's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the kid, yeah, say, gets pulled underwater by a shark bee and uh, just floats to the surface like a useless piece of shit. And he's dead. God damn it. Instead of raiding the domestic hives, they had to meddle with these killer bees. I hope they got good legs for running. Anyway, the next morning, Franklin, he comes down for breakfast. Yeah, he's greeted by his wife and Rosa, the giggling maid. Yeah, the maid's trying to get her pregnant through food, the wife says, Sandra. She says this, she's trying to get us fertile. Oh, yeah. And the wife says, by the time we get around to having a kid, it'll be this old fuck who needs a sexy food. Yeah. And he's like, that's right, because I am 50 years older than you. Yeah. And they all have a good laugh. Especially Rosa, the giggling maid. Giggles like a dick. Yeah, she laughs in the face of her boss and his worthless dick. (laughs) And runs off into the kitchen. (laughs) His flaccid, pathetic, (laughs) inner tube of a penis. Uh, Sandra asks about the killer beehives. He tells her... Yeah, yeah, we get back to business now <laughs> after that. <laughs> he tells her the, the robbers didn't get far and must not have been prepared for the reception they got. And the wife says, Those poor fools! <laughs> There's talk about underfunding the from the agricultural department. Yeah. The yes. reason they can't get any security. Yeah, we we need more security. But wasn't that in the budget? Yes, but I think we've lost money. I've been checking the books and someone seems to be skimming off up to a half a million dollars. Quick, pass me more of those sexy sausages. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, an angry mob turns yeah, up on the ground. Yeah, there's, no, there's no time for discussing the finances of this bee project or whatever it is. How many times has an angry mob uh, interrupted your fertility breakfast, Ken? (laughs) (laughs) More times than I care to remember. They've even got, like, torches. Torches aflame. Yes, yes. (laughs) Like a proper angry mob. Pitchforks and everything. (laughs) Unbelievable. Yeah, they're from the bloody Dracula days. Yeah. (laughs) They've come straight from the castle. Well, thankfully, uh, Franklin can speak their language. (laughs) (laughs) Franklin handles the mob with as much dignity and delicacy, (laughs) as delicately as he can. Yeah. He says, I know you know like the devil bees. <laughs> you know, so I think that's uh, it's pretty Spanish, isn't it? He's got Julio Cesar right next to him. He yeah. could possibly have explained <laughs> it a bit more. He's actually one of the people. But he goes for it himself. Yeah, he says, I know you know like devil bee, but I did not bring devil bee. <laughs> devil bee's already here. In the next year, many, many more. Unless I fix Devil Bee so she no sting so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Then Devil Bee good bee, make plenty honey. You get honey, sell in market, make plenty money. But I need time, so go home now. Yeah, until uh, the honey thief turns up with his dead kid and just says, 
Devil me, kill my son! <laughs> and uh, everyone says, well, we better attack them. Yeah, so, so therefore, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and they do. There's a woman, a, sm- a small woman in a headdress, throws a f- like a boulder at Franklin's face. Yeah, it's like... Um... It's like the stoning in Life of Brian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> who threw that? Yeah. <laughs> Franklin said, who the throwing the doctor? It was a me, <laughs> Mario. <laughs> I'm going to win. <laughs> yeah, hits him square in the face. He hits the floor. Yep, they go radio for help. Radio for help. But wait, bees. Yeah, the mob, they swarm the house. Yes, the bees return the favour by swarming the mob. I love uh, the one guy who runs in and uh, sort of drops his torch seemingly by accident and then runs out the room again. <laughs> <laughs> the wife, she's uh, Sandra, she's trying to grab a shotgun off the wall but ends up getting overwhelmed by the, 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 the gang, I guess. Yeah, yeah, trying to burn down the shack. Yeah. As they do. <laughs> She gets free, tries calling the police. The house is burning down. Franklin runs in, saying there's no time for that. He says, what are you doing, you fools? <laughs> yeah, that will stop him. Unfortunately, he didn't use the accent, so they haven't got a clue what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand that. He runs in to get his wife, as I say. They stick their veils on. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't, need them. Don't forget your veils. Yeah. He wraps her in the tablecloth, drop kicks her into another room. <laughs> I did like the way he just put a blanket over her head and pushed her out of the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was fun. It shuts the door, the fucking building's aflame, and he's put her in the one room with no exit, no yeah. other exit. And then he goes back because he's forgotten his books. He says it very nonchalantly. He's like, yeah. wait, my books? <laughs> and off he goes. Yeah. I like the bit where uh, there's a man who, who's just on fire, just runs into the room and falls over dead. <laughs> he yeah. just runs in. <laughs> just, it comes from another room. And just randomly jumps through. I don't even know the, who he is. He jumps through the dinner table, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know who that guy is. He just runs in, he's on fire, dives through a table and just dies. Yeah. yeah. He has a look, sees a table, takes a run at it. <laughs> I think he was probably just a stuntman. He was just trying to set fire to another bit and caught fire and thought, well, might as well make it look good. Maybe it's the key grip. <laughs> just a member of the crew on fire. It's like, oh, no! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Uh, Franklin then decides to not go back for his wife once he grabs his books and instead heads outside where he's captured by the locals. I like how someone in a sort of drive-by mugging, takes his <laughs> veiled little hat off him. I like the uh, the guy who just walks up whilst he's being held, hits him with a plank of wood, and then they just all walk off. <laughs> and he was like, right, that's that then. Yeah. Come on. And then they all leave. And that's in one fluid motion as well. As yeah. soon as the hat's off, yeah. he gets hit in the yeah, head. Yeah, somebody hits him, and then they just all leave him on the floor. And the guy who took the hat puts it on himself. I'm not sure why he left his wife in the locked room, but anyway, one policeman turns up. (laughs) (laughs) And Julio Cesar, he's there, he comes in and uh, carries the wife out as we watch the place burn to the ground. The wife has been crying in there and just falls asleep. And that's the end of the first scene. It's action-packed again, isn't it? It certainly is, yeah. There was some bees, um, there was a woman and a man, a mob and a fire. We cut to a big city, America. Uh, we join the uh, the meeting from the start of the Naked Gun, <laughs> expecting Drebin to start attacking everyone in a second. Yeah, it's John Saxon. It is, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations, everyone! It's John Saxon. Welcome, John. I like how everyone's got a massive name plaque in front of them showing what country they're from. 
Yeah, it's it's for us, isn't it? Yeah. But they're all speaking English, so it doesn't really matter what country they're from. We have Israel, India, Cuba, Saudi Arabia, the United States, and two countries I'm not familiar with called John Norman and Dr. Sigmund <laughs> Hummel. Yeah, these are our heroes. John Norman, of course, is John Saxon, and Dr. Sigmund Hummel is John Carradine. Yeah, Hummel is German for bumblebee. Really? Mm. Wow. I like that. You know what this reminded me of? Remember the scene in Rotor where he's explaining the technology? Yes, I've actually written that. It's like they're all talking about different things. Yeah. None of them are actually talking about the bees. They're all talking about different things, like they're not sure why they're there. Yeah. We join them, as, and they're all very impressed with a jar of John Saxon's own specimen. <laughs> well, he was in his heyday back then, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you would be. It's a jar of what looks to be dead bees. Yeah. He's... He introduces Dr. Hummel, who <laughs> spent his life in the study of bee communication. Yeah, what a waste what, of time. What a fucky waste of his life. And how old is he in this? About, 600 years yeah, old, isn't he? He is, isn't he? He spent his entire life dedicated to bee communication. When the fuck was that ever going to come in handy? <laughs> yeah. Except for this film. Yeah. That's not useful. And by the time it is useful. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, but what? What kind of fucking like area of speciality is that for any doctor? How would you even start? Why would you even start? Who would even start? <laughs> doctor Hummel, of course. Uh, John's talking about genetically modified killer bees in order to double the production. He wants to genetically modify the killer bees in order to double the production of the world's honey and other bee products. Mm -hmm. One of the uh, people at the meeting says... That will be very important for my country. <laughs> it's Count Dracula, who's actually from Mexico. <laughs> yes, Bella Lugosi. John goes on to tell us that on top of all this, the new hybrid bee would be less aggressive. Mm, that's very important to me, for instance. Yeah, and Uganda, because they say being aggressive in the modern world is necessary for us to develop societies to eliminate the last vestiges of colonialism. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what? What's that going to do with bees? Remember, remember we're talking about bees, everybody. Yeah, don't just focus on one word that I'm saying. It's bee-related, all of it. John crosses Uganda off the invite list for next time. <laughs> he tells them that this is of uh, economical benefit to all countries. Mm -hmm. How honey is being used instead of sugar in more and more food products, for example. Yeah, which then sparks a ridiculous comment about sugar. Yeah, it's Cuba, they say. Uno momento. <laughs> What the problem with sugar? <laughs> John ignores Cuba, much to the detriment of America. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame, really. But uh, it's got nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Everything they say has got nothing to do with bees anymore. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's just like, why are you picking out just one word that he says and focusing on that and oh, giving us a ridiculous statement? The Cuba guy's just like, sugar? I fucking love sugar, you arsehole. <laughs> yeah, what the hell's wrong with sugar, you dick? He tells them that uh, they require a safe place somewhere in the world to perform their experiments, a place the locals won't beat the scientists to death. Yeah, perhaps. Whilst accidentally killing themselves or their loved ones. <laughs> and setting fire to the crew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the representative from the USA, who's uh, Rod from Birdemic, he offers the whole of America to John as well as a 50% discount <laughs> if he can close the deal today. <laughs> Woohoo! He caught the big fish. 
An argument erupts whilst Dr. Hummel just knocks a jar of bees off the table. Yeah, what is he doing? <laughs> he's, like, he's unscrewing the lid. And then he just smashes it on the floor instead like he couldn't unscrew the lid. And yeah. to be honest, if you see his hands later on, he probably couldn't. Yeah, he's, he's a... He's a gnarled mess. Yeah, he had a very painful, very severe uh, rheumatoid arthritis yeah. in his hands later in life. But to be fair to him, cracks on with it. Cracks on with he it. He gets on with it, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, everyone gets a stung bottom. Yeah, there's a little comedy scene, isn't it? Mm. So, I mean, obviously they're not going to kill a bees. He's just smashed onto the ground, are they? No. No, but they are bees. Still a bit annoying. And uh, all of them run out of the room. Yep, and we cut the scene immediately. This film cuts scenes like you wouldn't believe yeah. straight into other scenes without any warning. There's no fading, there's nothing. It's just, there we go, done. One bloke's laughing his head off at everyone getting stung until he gets stung. He's like, ooh, cut. What we need, and badly, is a secure place in which to conduct our experiments. We believe that within one year's time... <laughs> you say one year now. Later, you will ask for your own five-year plan. <laughs> Wait. Under the proper conditions. You are out of order. <laughs> It's some sort of jazz being played as a cab pulls up. Yep, downtown, uh, pulls up to an apartment Not that, that song's not played. That's just <laughs> where we are. Uh, this is the, the wife, I believe, isn't it, Sandra? It is indeed, yeah. She's come to the same city as we've been in previously, gets dropped off at, uh, at the apartment block, and is followed in by two shady-looking customers. Yes, indeed. And the taxi driver is approached by what appears to be a prostitute. Yeah. It's irrelevant, but just that's the way it looked. They end up following her into the elevator and mugging her in there, taking yeah. her bags off her, including this sort of lunchbox thing that she's carrying. One guy manages to open the, the lunchbox, rummages through it by tipping the contents over his own head. <laughs> yeah, I thought he opens the bag and tips it over his own head. Yeah. Yeah, and do you know what's in it? Bees! <laughs> they fill up the elevator, they're screaming. Yeah, they start to scream, they're running around, they're just like... One of them dives through a glass window, like through the door. He's brilliant, I always enjoy people like through glass. I would like to uh, just stop the podcast for a minute, Ken, to give the bad movie called Safety Tip of the Week. <laughs> Go on. Hi there, I'm Dominic Lawton. It's a dangerous world out there. So any of you feel like you're living in perhaps a dangerous neighbourhood, pro tip for you, carry round a bag full of bees in case of attack. <laughs> Sandra did, and it saved her life. It did, yeah. So think on, stay safe. Yeah, she did get a little bit beaten up, but she... Could have been worse. So much worse. Back to the film. Uh, amazingly, one of the guys runs out the elevator as it opens with his hands over his eyes, straight out into the road and is immediately hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all assume he's dead. Uh, the next shot is Sandra creeping out the elevator with her bags. Yeah, so she gets back in the elevator. Mm. She brings everything back, so all the bees. So she's still in the elevator, full of bees. And she rides back up to floor six, which is where she wanted to go. Oh, well. Uh, luckily, John Saxon lives there, and his door's open, and he's in there smooching with a lady. Yeah, which is weird with his door open. Yeah. Yeah, but still. Yeah, Sandra interrupts them. He knows her instantly, as her husband and John were good friends, and introduces her to Alicia, although he gets her name wrong, indicating this may be a high-class prostitute. Mm-hmm. 
What do you reckon? I don't think she's a higher class than the one downstairs with the taxi driver. The, the bloke <laughs> smashed through the taxi driver's window. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, she's uh, yeah, she's not happy that he gets her name wrong. Takes Sandra's coat, notices she's got uh, bumps and bruises, and asks uh, if she's okay. Sandra apologises for interrupting their evening, but he tells her that Alicia was just leaving. Yes, he says, let me tend to your wounds. He says, I'll need to take a closer look at it. He says, you better let me take a look at that. That could be worse than anything you could possibly imagine. (laughs) And whisks her off to the boudoir. Yeah, she appears to be woozy at this point. Saxon's Boudoir, that was our pub name, wasn't it? Yeah. We were going to open. <laughs> yeah, it was just all going to be velvet. Yeah. The whole thing. Velvet and pictures Vel- of John Saxon everywhere. <laughs> In various states of undress. And like um, military attire from the Saxon era. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Battle axes on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were going to go full Saxon. And then obviously the, the band playing yes, on yeah, repeat. The, yeah, well, yeah, the band played on, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. He mentioned how sorry he is to learn about her husband and the failure of the project wasn't entirely his fault. Yeah, although there is a certain element of blame, of course, that he still attaches. Yeah, though. he says, well, with him dead, he will be, of course, blaming him completely. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia, the prostitute, is listening in and then notices at the lunchbox on the side there. Yeah, she's peckish, obviously. Opens it. Bee! Yeah, bees Just fly the, out. Yeah, there's only a couple, though. The rest of them are still in the elevator. Yeah, she, yeah, which she's about to run. She runs out of the room <laughs> shouting and must have gone into that elevator, <laughs> which now has loads of them. John and Sandra run in. Uh, John has a bee on his back that Sandra, you know, she says, well, be careful. And she gingerly removes it from him. And she sighs, saying it's already lost its stinger, so it probably stung John's prostitute. John asks if she'll be all right, to which Sandra replies, no, she'll probably be dead in a couple of minutes and then it turns out that she's referring to the bee you know because she's still out of sorts yeah which is lucky because john was uh he sighs and tells her to grab a roll of carpet that yeah, he had stashed so for when he was going to kill the not, prostitute not later again is what he <laughs> said <laughs> she says no she meant this female bee in her hand and his friend will be fine john sighs again realizing he's going to actually have to pay this one yeah to keep stum. <laughs> After all, he is Dr. John Norman, head of bees yes. in America. Normal or, or, John Norman. Or, or something. That's what he calls himself. She tells John that she has a couple of queens and a load of drones sealed inside the lunchbox. Uh, they just need a safe place to keep them. John mentions her so, uncle. So are they, why are they sealed in the, in the box? And the rest of the bees just in loose. there just weren't. <laughs> she must have just grabbed a handful. <laughs> just chucked them into a bag, yeah. yeah. Okay, fair enough. John mentions her uncle, Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. <laughs> Bowie turns up in full makeup. <laughs> Did somebody want me? <laughs> no, sorry, no, no, no. Uncle Ziggy. He's like, okay, bye. Bees, tra-la-la. <laughs> buzzing, buzzing bees. <laughs> bees everywhere. <laughs> That's what he said, and then he left. <laughs> yeah, John says that Uncle Ziggy has a, has a place to keep them. And she should stay at his place tonight. And he's, she's, I love this line. And he says, nonchalantly as you like, well, you've got to be tired and the tranquilizer I slipped you has got to be taking effect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was just about to say that to Alicia before she left and died. (laughs) Don't worry, you'll not remember a thing. Yeah, she says, no, 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 thank you. John insists. And she does. She stays the night. And says, I think you will be. 
And she <laughs> yeah. says, hmm? And then falls asleep instantly. Notice how there's no handle on the inside of my bedroom. <laughs> Look, stay here. Really, you've got to be tired. And, and the tranquilizer I gave you has got to be taking effect, so... Cut to the next day. John's practising his new stance. Yeah, he's got some sort of Superman stance, isn't <laughs> yeah, he? One yeah, one leg off the ground. I thought he was both legs off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> just like on a table. <laughs> yeah, he's just got his arm out like Superman. He's just doing a, a stance. Yeah. You know little kids when they pretend to fly like Superman, they like on yeah. one leg with yeah. their arms out. That's what he's doing. That's what John Saxon's doing, but he's a full grown man and it's John Saxon. <laughs> <laughs> but still he can get away with it because of that. Sandra comes in cosplaying as the karate kid. Yeah. And she says, Do you do karate? He says, No. Where'd you get that clothing? <laughs> Yeah, Ralph Macchio in the bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> hiding in the wardrobe all along. Uh, no, he, he says, yeah, I used to. You may have remembered it from uh, Enter the Dragon. Yes. <laughs> when I was in, she's like, no. He shows her how to tie the, the belt properly uh, around her waist. So you start from the, the front, don't you? Wrap it round. Which is an absolute waste of everyone's time. Mm. Not just her waist, but ours. Cops a bit of a feel along the way. I think he does. Yeah. Perk of the job. Offers to make breakfast. She offers to help him, but luckily John has made an entire spread within the three seconds he was off camera. <laughs> yeah, by, by to help him, she means just move the cushion. Yeah. And then she says, oh, someone's at your door. And it's Dr. Hummels. It certainly Hummel. is. Dr. Hummel. Dr. Hummel and Uncle Siggy are the same person. Yeah. That's her uncle, of all things. What a connection. Yeah, how old's her dad? Uh, I don't know. Oh. Dr. Hummel is giving us his finest Bella Lugosi. Yes, he certainly is, yeah. Yes, we have the accent. Got a fun fact for you. Go for it. John Carradine had 351 film and TV credits in his career. One of the most prolific English-speaking actors of all time. Bloody hell. Uh, Dr. Hummel introduces Sandra to John. (laughs) He's like, yes, we've met. I drugged her last night. (laughs) He says, oh... Mine got. Yeah. He says, so I see, and looks her up and down. Uh, he accuses her of having sex with John Saxon, something Ken gets accused of on a daily basis. <laughs> That's true, by many, many a German man. <laughs> <laughs> they all ha- uh, laugh and they have breakfast together. Anyway, back to the film. <laughs> <laughs> they discuss the fact that uh, they smuggled the bees into the country illegally. And Dr. Hummel mentions that Big Business called, wanting to set up a meeting for tomorrow. That's, of course, Mr. Big Business from a previous pitch. Yeah. Uh, Cut to the meeting tomorrow. Yes, immediate cut. No name tags this time, but there's three of them. John, Dr. Hummel and Sandra are also there. Uh, Big Business, they don't want to hear any shit about delays due to testing the new bees. So what if they're aggressive and lazy? It's the American way, says one of them. That's yes. not us. That's it's, it's, It says, yes, but they're bees. You know, they're not buying into the American way, are they? They're bees. Yeah. This is what nobody seems to understand. Everything that they say is related to non-bee actions. Yeah. There's a great line delivery here from John Carradine, and he says, Are you saying you want to use these killer bees now? Just to get more honey? Uh, these guys, they're interested more in the cosmetic value of the bees. Yeah, is, that, is this guy looking at us when he says this? It's like he's doing some sort of advert. It looks <laughs> like he's looking directly at the camera and saying, I'm more interested in the cosmetic values. Yeah. He's like, sorry, <laughs> me? He is a shilling royal jelly. Big business, they cut to the chase. They want these bees. They want to work with John and Hummel. 
and they can be very generous to people they work with. They say that whilst they don't want the killer bees just released into the wild, they do want to have them all well under control. Mm -hmm. What they don't understand is you can't control these bees. That's what Sandra said. She says, impossible. Impossible. They kill hundreds of people in Brazil every year, and God knows how many people in Africa. Yeah, because who cares? Big business say they don't believe in scare stories. Or Africa. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We don't believe in Africa. Funnily enough, this this big business group went on to be the band Toto, so they <laughs> saw the error of their ways. They said if they want to work with them, then there are other. So if they don't want to work with them, then there are other ways to get these in, insects into the country. The way that they decide is fucking mental. Yeah. Later and, on, and we well, let's go there straight now. We we cut to exactly what they're saying. Yeah. Because they say they they walk out of there. Obviously, John Saxon and Hummels and. Uh, Sandra, they walk out saying, sons of bitches. Yeah. And uh, then we cut immediately to the plan that they big business had. Julio Cesar is there. Yeah, so wherever they were, pre- wherever we were previously. Yeah, from Mexico, weren't we? I think they conveniently put it as Mexico. Yeah, so the, the guy from the meeting must have gone instantly there because he's in the same suit and he's bribing Julio to yeah. smuggle the bees into the US. And uh, Julio, he runs the Boa Vista Bar. Yeah. Which looks quite nice. Yeah. It doesn't look very busy. Obviously, there's nobody there. Well, no, it's on the grounds of uh, the dead scientists. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and killer beehives. (laughs) It's not where you want to go for a drink, is it? You just see Franklin just propped up dead at the bar (laughs) on Weekend at Bernie style. Another drink, Franklin? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Okay, on its way. Uh, They cut to emergency services, meeting a a plane on the runway. Yeah, so we're cutting scene after scene after about 20 seconds or less. It's like when they cut inside to the captain telling the people why they've had to stop before they yeah they take and it's uh, the the pilot has a steering wheel, just like a bus's steering wheel to steer the plane. Yeah, I thought like, are they on a bus or something? Like, the, what is uh, this? It's the seventies, right? They all had steering wheels. Yeah, they? they didn't actually fly anywhere. They just drove there in a plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they got such big roads. We get a, bar- a body carried off the plane, and it's Julio Cesar's body. Oh, yeah, Jesus. He'd wore some sort of belt that housed loads of bees in yeah, it. Yeah, he says that. He said, have you found what killed the passenger? He says, yes, he was wearing this belt, and then they take it off, and bees! It's like it's like a maybe like an inch thick all the way around. It's like a, if you're like a weightlifting belt. Yeah. Yeah. Or a, the WWE Championship belt. Yeah. You know, one of those sort of belts, a big thick belt, but it's full of bees. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine wearing a big belt full of bees? <laughs> yeah. Anyone done that? Sounds like something Let from us Saw. Know. Let us know. Like yeah. a jigsaw trap. <laughs> now they open his shirt to show more bees. Yeah, just there. They're just pointing at these bees saying, there, look, there's some bees. The size of it in a nutshell is that he smuggled the bees in and now they're loose in the USA. Bees are loose! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! We cut to a trash can on a beach. There's a woman in a changing room. She gets stung, feels woozy, collapse after some awful acting. Yeah, she's not very good, is she? No. No, but fair enough. Yeah. Can't all be winners, (laughs) can we? No, and then there's a man on the beach. I like it. We have to watch him run the length of the beach. Yeah, he, he runs over to where the cameraman is. Um, he picks his shoes up from where he's left them, which is miles away from where he was, and... Bee! 
bees. Yeah, I thought originally he was farting, but it's actually the sound that they use for the bees yeah. when there's lots of them together. Yeah. We cut back to John and Sandra. This is a scene all about John telling us about his radiation theory on how to stop killer bees or something. Yeah, yeah, he's got some mood lighting for bees, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah he, little... he goes through, uh, look, the light and day and nighttime and the moon and uh, he's like, shut up. Why is he telling her? I don't know, but from now on, John's just trying to constantly have sex with Sandra, even though he's mates with, his, with her um, husband who died about... Three days ago. Yeah, they do that bit uh, saying, oh, yeah, she tells him about the plane. He's not bothered because he's trying to, you know, have sex with her. Yeah, because it's like the plot that they warned, oh, my God, big business are going to get this done. And it's happened. And they're like, whatever. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, never mind that. Yeah, because Sandra says, don't you worry about the radiation having an effect on your genes? And then John says, why are you so interested by what's in my genes? I think he's even wearing jeans. I don't think he wears jeans at all in this film. He wears jean shorts and daisy dukes. <laughs> at all times. Yes. <laughs> when he's meeting big business. Yeah, it's the standard uh, uniform for the bee scientists. <laughs> Garadine's got them. It overly protect his legs, does it? No. No, they've not thought it through. No, that's why Franklin died. <laughs> he wasn't wearing his. He wasn't wearing anything from the waist down. <laughs> Just a lab coat. And a smile on his face. <laughs> and a veil. <laughs> a waist veil. Yeah, just over his uh, cockle-doodle-doo. <laughs> over his... <laughs> uh, we see two massive swarms of bees overhead. Uh, Perhaps they're too big at this point. It's ridiculous. As uh, he wore a small belt with bees in it. And he, didn't, he didn't wear, like, there wasn't 50 million bees in a belt, was Yeah, and it? there's two massive clouds, and yep. yet there's still people just having a nice time on the... If you saw that, you'd fucking leg it. Well, there's one girl who uh, crosses herself in the uh, Catholic. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus Christi. Fucking hell. <laughs> so, yeah. She does that. There's a guy who puts his scarf over his own face in horror. Yeah. Um, there's another guy. Um... <laughs> oh, no, no. One of them just dies instantly by the look of yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's supposed to have fainted, but he looks like he's just instantly dead. Yeah. He sees a load of bees, dies. That's yeah. how allergic he is to bees. <laughs> he just has to see them. <laughs> he dies as soon as he sees some. Uh, they do attack everyone on the beach eventually, and then we get more shots as they move further yeah. inland over a park. A, it's, I thought it was like a school field. Yeah, it yeah. looks like there's, there's one girl. She uh, she takes off her, her spectacles, she cleans them, puts them back on, and only then can she see this massive cloud of bees. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then she screams. Uh, there's a guy who's so shocked by the whole thing, it looks like he eats his own hand. <laughs> no, no, he's just been there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we see some sort of like a pulsating bee nest yeah it's like inside a cave in a forest yeah it's like there's like flashing lights and um the bees are harmonizing yeah and she's it. got a smile see <laughs> they're all singing that <laughs> well they do sing that and that brings a little girl the sweet child of mine <laughs> herself turns up uh, by bouncing a ball nearby and as she goes to collect the ball she just stares at the bees it looks like an under. It's like someone's been mining for beehives yeah. in there because it's just all over the place in there. Yeah, and there you go. 
And uh, I don't know if she, she dies or not. I don't think she does. She no. just stares at them. Yeah. And uh, then we just cut that scene as well. Yeah, we got a couple making out in a car on the beach. They're attacked. There's a woman. Yeah, I've got that. I've got beach kissing couple. Bees. Yeah, I don't know if it's the couple from Manos. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. Hey, why don't you just leave us alone, says the woman as they're stung to death. And there's a woman that comes out of an RV calling for her kids. She has an amazing yeah. death where she gets back in her RV. Yeah. And we're talking about the, the reactions to being stung. Yeah, she is flying all over the RV. she just trashes her own RV, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah. She gets, she like lands on, you know, like a, the, the back end of your RV. You've got like a table and then like a U-bend sofa. <laughs> She's on one side and jumps over the table onto the next side. I've never seen anything like it. We get a show jumper who's thrown off his horse because of the bees. Yeah, some equestrian skills. Is bees! Christopher Reeve, is it? Oh, come on. Fucking Superman, you dick. That's where we draw the line, is it? John <laughs> Carradine wanking himself to death in a cupboard's fine. Yes. Sorry, David, not yeah. John. Yeah. <laughs> we are push with him, hands. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, that's fine, is it? God, the Carradines are going to fucking hate this if they ever <laughs> Oh, yeah, look out. Here come the Carradines. <laughs> <laughs> be worse if it was the Baldwins, then we'd be in trouble. <laughs> We've got previous. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Uh, a cowboy asks two young boys to go collect five bees in a paper bag. <laughs> what the fuck is this? It sounds like it's like an old western proverb, this does. Yeah, he's sat on a park bench and he says, I've got rheumatism in my legs. Go get me some bees in this little paper bag. Yeah. It's like, okay. Cue awful acting from the kids. Some stock footage of uh, bees. They take them back to the old man. They all laugh as they sting him. He pulls a funny face. Yeah, he's got a cowboy boot on. Uh, one of the kids decides to throw a baseball at a massive nest just above where they're all standing there sitting down. Yeah, I think that's the end of the swarm as well, isn't it? Yeah. I think that is at the end of the swarm. Yeah, where yeah. some kid goes and does it out of revenge. Mm. Yeah. He throws, I don't know if he throws, does he throw like a Molotov cocktail or something? Or is it just a ball? I can't remember what he throws. That's Macaulay Culkin, isn't it? No, he, don't. he doesn't throw Macaulay Culkin at a oh, bee sure. Oh, no, that's in my girl, yeah, you're right. Yeah, she she throws him yeah. Yeah, into, into a bee pit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I haven't seen it. I think that's what happens. Yeah, the, the old cowboy manages to flip over the back of the bench he's sitting on <laughs> yeah. when the bees attack. <laughs> yeah, so he did make his legs feel better. Yeah. <laughs> he manages to jump over a bench. Comedy death for the cowboy. Yeah, there's another comedy death as a cyclist just rides yeah. into some trash cans that yeah. are just in a park. Yeah, it would have been harder for him to career off the path into these trash cans <laughs> than to just carry on in a straight line. Yeah, but he manages it, so well done. Some guy on the radio tells us how incredible it is that in spite having the most sophisticated weapons and most advanced defence systems, the US are completely defenceless against this invasion. Mm -hmm. So this guy wants them to deploy like fighter jets and shoot missiles at bees. Yes. That's his plan, is it? Yes. <laughs> okay, then. That's why he's not in the military. That's why he's a newscaster. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was sacked from the military for bombing uh, ants. He's just pissed off because it was his idea to to make a massive fly swat like out in space that they could just <laughs> land at a moment's notice. Uh, cut to John, Sandra, and Doctor Hummel. They're watching an advert for Royal Jelly, which mm -hmm. boasts a rare ingredient produced only by a certain species of African bee. It's a little comedy bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit on the nose, so to speak. Yeah, but massively over pushed. 
yeah. to the point of, yeah, oh, yeah, we also noticed that, okay? You don't have to tell us because we, we're watching it. Sandra says, that's like playing a cigarette commercial after a documentary on a lung cancer. Yeah, and they all laugh at lung cancer. Broadcaster tells us that we have 46 deaths so far from beer tax. It's not that many, really, considering how big America is. No. No. There's probably only 46 people on the beach, probably more than that on the beach. Yeah, and at their school field. Yeah. Uh, John bemoans them using insecticides across the country, which will poison the land. Sandra mentions the new ferron they've been working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Hummel tells them that they will need to test it on a farm first. Sandra invites herself to go along, and off we go. Yeah, he seems to know where the hives are. Yeah. Ziggy. I don't know how he does that. Uh, off they go. They're in beekeeper's outfits. John Saxon looks good in a beekeeper's outfit. Of course he does. I don't know if he looks bad in anything. Except, or maybe his best friend's wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Uh, more talk of radiation. John stops to wonder how much radiation would be coming off of those massive radar dishes not so far away in the distance. Mm-hmm. Then we're reminded that that's got nothing to do with this film. <laughs> he literally and, just uh, stops to just yeah, stare at and it. And maybe concentrate on the bees that are killing everyone. They move on anyway to a low-hanging hive, and John smokes them to calm them down a bit. Mm-hmm. Sandra sprays the ferron over it. Mm-hmm. Sandra says, my God, John, look how confused the bees suddenly are. Yeah, and they're like, huh, what? Hmm? They forget how to buzz Yeah, and start going beep, 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 yeah. beep. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> they're just making different noises. That's how confused they are. They're attacking each other. My God, Sandra, look, they're attacking each other, is what he says. <laughs> yeah, very pleasing, isn't it? I can't look, says Sandra. She's busy looking for the Queen. Um, I actually thought, this may be wrong, but I thought the Queen was like in the middle of the hive. To... Yeah, I think so. But she's just at the top there. Sandra gets a little ruler out, flicks her out, and uh, she's overjoyed to see that her own workers have killed the Queen. Yeah, hooray! They do. They celebrate with a hug. We get spliced in scenes, uh, shots of the cave full of nests, flashing lights, weird yes, sounds. the old glowing nest out there. guess that's to indicate that the hive mind of the bees isn't happy. I'm guessing this is the control centre for all bees. I think so, yes, yes. Bees HQ, as it were. <laughs> we get a massive swarm of them leaving the cave, heading towards our heroes who jump in their jeep in the nick of time. Yes, with uh, little portions of the jeep covered in lots of bees and lots of the jeep not covered in any bees whatsoever, depending on where they stuck the sugar stuff that they uh, attract the bees with. Yeah. John and Sandra decide now is the time for a smooch. Yeah. <laughs> yes, in the middle of these bee swarm. Yes, <laughs> let's have a little kissy kiss. We head off to, maybe this is the set piece of the film, Ken, what do you yeah, reckon? Yeah, I think it is, but they don't really seem to like do it justice, do they? It's a, it's a flower-based parade, of course. Gerald Ford is there. Mm. The actual Gerald Ford. Yeah, oh, that's stock footage, isn't it? Yeah, the whole, the whole parade is. It's ex-president of the United States, Gerald <laughs> Ford. Lots of floats going down the street, a commentator says, um, why do Americans have these, like, parade float things i don't know it's so they can all go out and cheer i think no i think so would you ever go to a parade float thing if it was in our Mm, local town i don't know yeah probably not every time you see these in films there's like a big crowd that come out to cheer on the floats like may may i bring up uh your favorite 1989 batman uh, film. You can, where, I mean... <laughs> where that happened. <laughs> You're bringing it up more than me nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the bees, they attack the parade. Yeah, bees! The crowd, they run for cover. 
It looks like bees, shouts the commentator. <laughs> After he's covered in them. <laughs> he's right. Uh, we get a remote-controlled helicopter in the air, pretending to be full-size. People running onto the floats for some reason to die a uh, shitty death. Yeah, I think they just like fall onto them from above. There's a guy who does fall from the gantry that they're doing the commentary. He falls through a cake because <laughs> November rain was on. <laughs> yeah. Listening to that on his headphones. Uh, my note is, so I'm guessing in this movie's universe, President Gerald Ford is killed by bees. <laughs> is that not what happened in real life? I don't know. I don't follow American politics. Email us in at moviecultgmail.com. <laughs> Did that happen, America? African bees kill your president. Yes. Is that why you've never forgiven Africa? <laughs> or bees. Or bees. Uh, cut to Big Business HQ, and yep. we see Mr. Big Business himself. And uh, I think he's head of agriculture, the agricultural department. I believe he is. He's the undersecretary of agriculture. My God. Yes. Uh, they speak of frozen bee sperm. They certainly do. I've written that down. Yeah, throwing the blame on this to other potential bee sperm smugglers. Um, <laughs> of which we have a list. <laughs> yes. Name and shame them. Bad movie called Members. Uh, whose job is it to collect bee sperm and how is it done? Email us in, badmoviecultgmail.com. Yeah. I really? would like to know, who's wanking these bees off? <laughs> Is it you, Ken? Are you a bee wanker, are you? <laughs> not, not from Brazil. I don't touch those ones. Brazilian bee wanker. <laughs> it's Julio Cesar. <laughs> Hello, everybody. He's the biggest wanker. <laughs> of all the bees. What, what is he, the under... He's the undersecretary of agriculture. Yeah, he, he decides that they need to eliminate all bees. Yeah, let's kill all the bees. He's going to Dr. Hummel with the financing they wanted before all these sneaky dealings, hmm. saying there's more to life than just profits. Cut to uh, big business again, drawing dollar signs around a scientific diagram of an African bee. Yes. I don't know we, why he's doing that. He's doing that because John Saxon is going, blah, 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 bees, blah, 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 blah. Uh, radiation, blah, 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 talking, communicate, bees, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's just like staring blankly at him. Yeah, and that's why he's just drawing stuff. Yeah. He's not listening either. And he's like, yes, um, yes, I will finance this for a billion dollars. <laughs> nice round number. <laughs> and uh, Rod says, how about two billion? Yeah, he says, and that's 50% off if you sign it now. He says, all right. And then they applaud for 30 seconds going, <laughs> woo, yeah. yeah. Cut and they all start cheering again. And then again. they do it again, yeah, for another 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, John Saxon, he's actually telling us how bees have sex. Well, it's because uh, he's the one who's been masturbating them. Oh, is it him? I think it Saxon. is. Saxon. The plan, Ken. This is the plan of the hero of our film. You ready mm -hmm. for this? Yes, let's go. The plan is to spray a pheromone into the air that confuses the drone and makes them want to mate with each other rather than the queen. Mm -hmm. John Saxon has made it his mission to, uh, to turn all bees gay. Mm -hmm. Gay bees. <laughs> it's the thing that America feared the most. Homosexual bees, Ken. <laughs> Ken. Ken, you're not understanding. It's like Brokeback Mountain, yeah. but instead of cowboys, yeah. it's bees. Shit. That's like the stuff of nightmares. No, you don't understand. I don't. Do you remember Wild Things? Yes. 
Matt Dillon, yeah. um, Neve Campbell, Denise Richards. Denise yeah. Richards. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. But instead of that, it's Matt Dillon having a threesome with two Bs. <laughs> Shit. You understand now? I don't know, man. Oh, I can't get my head around it. It's like the birdcage. Yeah. <laughs> but instead of Robin Williams and Nathan Lane convincing Gene Hackman they aren't gay. Yeah. That's the bees job now. <laughs> Fuck it, Al. And let me tell you, Gene Hackman isn't easily fooled by gay bees. <laughs> he never was. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing he prided himself on. He'd never been fooled by gay bees. No. Ever until then. Yeah, I remember him saying that in uh, many interviews. It was, yes, when he collected his Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> any of you have any similar analogies to help Ken understand? Send them in, badmoviecode.gmail.com. I am confused by the whole thing. Well, anyway, Mr. Big Business, he fucking loves this, as Ken says. He loves the idea to turn bees gay. It's the best thing he's ever heard. Yeah, that's why he's drawing the dollar signs. Yeah, seals it with a sweet high five to John Saxon. Yeah, and then slap on his ass. <laughs> we cut to Dr. Hummel watching bee porn with his niece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he decides he's going to review the accounts, because that's also another thing he can do. Yeah, he likens bees having sex to the human political process. Which is, again, another thing that's got nothing to do with it's bees. Yeah. Totally this film has a, a million ideas. Yeah, that's got nothing to do with bees, but the film's called The Bees, and it's about bees. Yeah. So, you know, stop talking about everything else and just talk about bees. Uh, Sandra has no idea what he means and asks him to take a look through her dead husband's notes and accounts. Um <laughs> As before he died, he was very upset. Something to do with the money, she says. And he says, I will have a look, yes. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up many months later. Cut to Saxon. He's back in his Jeep. So, Woke up this morning, feeling fine. <laughs> he That's is, playing. he's doing all that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. opening the gates for himself. Yeah, yeah. clicks his heels. Army rolls over the top of the, yeah. the Jeep. Yeah, anyway, he walks into there and he's seen how many magazines are strewn about the place. <laughs> Playboy? It looks a playbee. It's just like bee porn everywhere. Honestly, when he walks into that lab, there's magazines on every surface, and I can only imagine they're bee magazines. Yeah. So why else would they be there? Bee, bee monthly. Be there. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. But honestly, it, it's ridiculous. It, there are magazines everywhere on top of the counters there when he walks back in. Anyway, he's so happy. Yeah, he hugs Sandra. He says, I went to the meeting, it went really well, they signed on, and I got an A. <laughs> Sandra says, quick, let's skip up the yard and go tell Uncle Siggy. Yeah, and, and when he hears about it, he says, wunderbar! <laughs> he does. Like that, yeah, because he's also German every now and then. He says, by the way, John, have you made any more progress in your experiment to genetically alter the bees? To which he tells him that he's tried various tests. Hasn't made them more uh, less dangerous, though. They just group together in an odd formation and give off a weird noise. Yeah, a bit like a computer. <laughs> what? And he's just like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Nor do we, so fuck it. Uh, Hummel asks him if uh, he recorded the sounds. He says he has, and the doctor has to study them for himself. Turns out Dr. Hummel is working on a computer code that will allow him to talk to the bees. Yes, he's, he's working on a communication to, like a, to translate an unknown language. You know? You know when they do that? Yeah. No. Oh, no. Do, do they? How do they do that? How is that possible? 
How do you translate unknown languages? Well, the secret died with John Carradine, I'm oh, afraid. Unfortunately, it did. Uh, he's even got an artificial bee in there chatting to them. <laughs> yeah. Undercover. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Which is like a little ball of fluff on a <laughs> string, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> well done. Well uh, the, done to them. The camera pans up off the bees to the chest of the person holding the tray they're on, and it's Sandra. And uh, John says... There's nothing artificial about that. Yeah, like with a Roger Moore raise of the eyebrow. Yeah. Dr. Hummel laughs at his niece's breasts. Yeah. Just being disarming, darling. <laughs> Little do they know that Sandra's arrived and she's eavesdropping in on everything they're saying. Yeah, I don't know how John Saxon doesn't know she's arrived. She stood right fucking yeah. next to him. Yeah, she got. She went in the room with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're still just talking about her tits. Yeah, on the video, she's making like a kissing, kissy faces and sexy little glances. She's in a room full of bees. What's she doing? Why is she just wearing like a no bra t-shirt with her tits out and like just put sticking her tongue out and everything? Yeah, and it's her uncle that's filming her because yeah. we saw it earlier. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Uh, Saxon blows her a kiss back to the screen, to which Hummel says, "Those kisses are for me, not for you. After all, she's my niece." Nothing artificial about that. <laughs> that kiss is for me, not for you. After all, she is my niece. That's adding incest to injury. But it proves her good taste. If she had good taste, that kiss would have been for me. Finally, it ends with uh, Sandra both uh, kissing them both on the cheek, and they both do the like you know, Dome. yeah, load of bollocks. Yeah, it's shit in it. Anyway, another meeting with big business. Big business again. I've written big business every time this yeah. happens as well. <laughs> Tells us there's over two hundred deaths now. I thought he introduced Mr. Winkler and Mr. Wankley. <laughs> it turns out he's called Blankley. Nah. Yeah. I only know that because I was looking at it on IMDb. I yeah. swear he calls him wankly. Uh, he tells that the president's been in touch with big business, telling him to skip the testing and go straight ahead with a plan to turn the bees gay. Mm-hmm. John tells them it'll cover the entire infected area in a week. No damage at all to the environment. They can cover massive amounts of area with like a teaspoon of Do you know how much you can cover with a teaspoon? Go for it. 1,000 acres. Holy fuck, with that's a, a lot. With a teaspoon. He says, wow, that'll really cut costs. You know, again, just mentioning, you know, just remembering that, you know, big business is... shaking his head. It's all about money, isn't it? Big business is all about money. Of course it is. That's how it got big. That's what business is about. Yeah. Uh, They give him the green light and he's whisked off to an army airfield to go over the plan to spray the pheromone. There's like an English gent there. We do get to a cut to Hummel sitting, wearing headphones, listening to buzzing noises. Then we cut again to the airfield, and then we meet Dr. Moorhead. Yeah. He's the UN observer. He's an English gent, isn't he? He certainly is. He gets a great line later as well. He does, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That should have been the tagline of the film. Yeah. (laughs) He says, uh, I hope you know what you're doing. And uh, Saxon says, I hope so too. They've got a flag board and a pointing stick, which is uh, unnecessary because they're both right at the the board yeah so they don't need a stick because they're they're actually stood 
like alongside the board. Yeah, I saw there's like a map of America with tiny flags in it. I thought, yeah. my God, they're dealing with a scuba diving serial killer as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that stick is the most useless thing ever because he actually he has to hold it further away to point <laughs> at than he would if he just pointed with his hand. <laughs> so he does that again later on. He just he's like moves his hand away from the board just to tap it with a stick. Yeah, it's a barge pole, isn't it? Yeah. Using <laughs> it's like a what's it called? A vault. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a pole vault pole stick. Vault. Yeah. <laughs> he has to run out of the room just to point at what he means. <laughs> yeah, and then he just like flies over the ceiling. He's through the tent that they're in. <laughs> he's like, what? We get some stock footage of planes spraying the crops. Yes. There's lots of stock footage in this, isn't there? Yeah, so? yeah, yeah. We're now releasing the uh, the pharaoh over the like, fl- like the, I don't know the area it's that like they were talking land, about. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it's the seventeenth squadron. And then he goes, "It's working! Hooray!" So, well, that was easier than I thought. Yeah, you cut to John. He's got three phones in front of him. Big map behind him. He's answering all of them one at a time. Hello, hello, please hold, hello. He's got all of them tucked under his chin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we hear a few of the cities being cleared of killer bees and the number of uh, and the numbers are growing yeah, at all times. It is intercut, though, with the glowing nest, of course. We still see that every now and then, even though we don't know what the bloody hell's going on. No. Back to Hummel and Sandra. He tells us that someone's been ripping off the funding between the Agricultural Department and South America. Yeah, remember, that was actually revealed right at the beginning, but yeah. we've just like, ignored it until again, where it's like, oh yes, that is happening. I can confirm that is happening. Yep. The President of the United States calls John Saxon. He certainly does. To thank him for everything he's done. And he says, thank you, Mr. President. He says, no, thank you, John. He says, okay, sorry, Mr. President. He says, no, I'm sorry, John. <laughs> I'm sorry for everything. It's a good day, Mr. President. It is now. John. John, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dr. Hummels. That goes on for an hour and a half, that, <laughs> that phone call. It's far too long. Yeah. Dr. Hummels, he gets an award from Big Big Business. What is it? Nobel Prize? Uh, I think he just gets a, a plaque. After the press has gone, Dr. Hummel has to speak to Big Business alone. Tells him of someone in his department is stealing funds for the uh, South Af- South American Bee Project. Yes, he gives him evidence of embezzlement or embuzzlement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I wish he'd have said it. I'd have hated it if he did, but you know. <laughs> Big business is shocked. Vows to investigate his own department personally to find out who did this. And it's the classic. Who else knows about this? Yeah. And he tells him because he's an idiot. Yeah. He says, "Well, me, my niece, and John Saxon <laughs> <laughs> from many films." <laughs> if anyone ever asks me that question, I am going to end with "and John Saxon." <laughs> <laughs> because he just knows stuff. And he's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then what happens then is uh, Dr. Hummel walks off. And as he walks off, he's buzzing to himself. He walks off and he's just like... Fucking ridiculous. What the fucking hell? And it's one of those where you just think, why did they just let him do that? Because I bet that wasn't in the script. No, absolutely. But no he chance. did. He just walks up and with a stupid smile on his face like he's doing it on purpose. As he leaves, big business, he makes a phone call on an amazing looking phone. Yeah, it's a crazy big phone, isn't it? Yeah. 
he has to uh, take out a he's 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 ringing up using his work phone a hitman to make a contract yeah but he's he's very subtle he doesn't say kill he just says i want to take out a contract <laughs> you know because that wasn't called that was it back then no on a list of people and uh he has them on speed dial and they turn up instantly he says dr hummel sandra and john saxon <laughs> Not again. He's like, my God, we've tried this before. Yeah. Cut to two guys in suits scaling the wall of Dr. Hummel's yeah, place. Yeah, a very lengthy scene, in fact, of just pulling a car up near a wall. Yeah, it takes a while yeah, for it him. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Show he, he, I don't know either, but he literally does guide him in to park near a wall so yeah. they can then climb over it. We head off to meet John at the airstrip with Sandra. John tells her he loves her. They head off for a date, their first date. He's already told her he loves her. It's a bit eager, John Saxon, but, you know, can't fault you. Oh, that's how it goes. Barbara it from me, telling John Saxon how to date. <laughs> how to woo a lady. Yeah. He's wooed more ladies than I've wanked bees, that's for sure. <laughs> what about you, Ken? And vice versa. He's wanked more bees than you've wooed ladies. That's true. He's a man of many talents. My God. Uh, the two hit men, they enter the house, and they shoot Dr. Hummel in his seat. Yeah, from from distance. They yeah. don't even bother going into the same scene as him, do they? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's They're just like in a different scene from him. They just fire a gun and he just dies. It's classic like henchman gun pull as well. It's just at the hip. Ooh, yeah. And then shoot. And just bang, bang, <laughs> They bang. don't ex- extend the arm. It's just right from where they're... Uh, yeah, shoots him in the stomach. He collapses onto his console. But wait. Bees. Yeah. Then we get a brief shot of flashing light cave hive. Yep. Bees smash through the glass. <laughs> <laughs> bees burst into the room. <laughs> they attack the hitmen. One of them escapes. The other is killed by the bees. Yeah, he does actually. He also smashes through a door. Like it was made of nothing whatsoever. Yeah. There's more resistance. You know, in the Japanese, like feudal Japanese films where they're like made of, literally made of paper. Yeah. yeah. There's more resistance when you try and run through them than there is through these double doors of a laboratory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just legs it, smashes them off their hinges. <laughs> just a man running. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's dead. John and Sandra, they're back. It's the quickest fucking date ever. Um, they run in when they find out the bees are out of their hives. Yeah, they say, listen. Do you hear that? Sounds like the bees are out. <laughs> yeah, I hate it when I get over enough to think the bees have got out again. Yeah, yeah not again. We have to go and wank them all off. <laughs> Put them back to sleep. What happened? Ziggy! Ziggy? Uncle Ziggy! Get him to the car. We can't carry him out. Come on, I'll roll him. Slowly, careful, careful. He's hurt awfully, man. It's useless. I have too much blood loss. Please listen to me. Who did this to you, Ziggy? <laughs> it doesn't matter. They know. Who are they? She bees. They know everything. They are a new species. They are too smart for the pharaohs. It's all in the tape, Sandra. It's ironic. They can think like a man, but 
they need your help. You will not fail them? Uh, I won't fail them. <laughs> Where are you? Auf <laughs> Wiedersehen. fucking odd wasn't it that bit yeah he's dying he uses his dying breath to tell john how smart bees are yeah it's a, it's in the notes yeah it's all in the notes yeah. all he's got to do is read the notes and then figure out what it's taken him an entire lifetime to find out mm. in the space of the next 10 minutes please <laughs> uh, the other hitman he storms in trying to shoot them john throws an empty box at him that disorientates him long enough for John to run across the room at him. Yeah. Leaps across the desk. And this is where we get karate. Karate Saxon. Yes, here he goes. Yep, actually John Saxon, as Ken alluded to earlier, is a black belt in judo and shokotan karate. Obviously he was in Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. Uh, Saxon ends up holding the hitman down and I like the way he kills him. Mm -hmm. Puts a open end of a container of bees over his eyes. Yeah. And... uh, and then shoots him. Yeah, <laughs> useless. <laughs> it's not, not even enough. The killer beast. There is actually a very, very good uh, smash through a window during that fight, mm-hmm. where he just throws the hitman through a window. <laughs> yeah. And then whilst he's thinking that'll stop him, uh, the hitman just comes running back in the room <laughs> through the door. <laughs> I was really enjoying that. He gets smashed through a window into another room, and then John Saxon turns around and he just runs back in. <laughs> it just made me laugh. And here we go with the best scene of the goddamn film right oh, here. Oh, get a drink. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! So the reason we did this episode, as Ken said, is because of this fucking scene right here. <laughs> and it seems only right for Ken to talk us through this masterpiece of cinema. cheers take it away Ken we cut back to big business he walks in his office hey what are you doing he says to his sexy secretary who we've never met before there's a bee in here and I can't get it out she means the office she's not holding it in her mouth or anything it's not inside of her no that's ridiculous although she's sexy (laughs) but the bees are gay so you know (laughs) Yes, if you've forgotten, all bees are gay in this. (laughs) If that's what we're trying to, that's what we're trying to do anyway. All bees are gay, and they've killed President Ford. Thing is, right? It's uh, people going around saying all bees are gay. That's probably started this in the first place. Yeah, yeah. What are you telling me? This is an analogy for (laughs) for the persecution of homosexuality in the seventies. Yes, it could have been. Who knows? Who knows what this film's trying to tell (laughs) us? I was going to say it's an analogy for everything else. Why not that? Yeah, so he says, get the hell out of my bloody office. And then he gets a... (laughs) (laughs) Which she does. (laughs) What are you doing in here? I'm just trying to get this bee out. Get the hell out of my office. (laughs) Right now. I'm going to make a phone call on my massive phone. So he picks it up and he says, hey, I thought I told you to kill everybody. And they, and he, what? I paid good money, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my stomach, I need a drink. I'm going to go to my drinks cabinet. Opens the drinks cabinet. Bees! <laughs> Thousands of bees immediately stuck to his face. I like his immediately reaction to yeah. just lash about uncontrollably. Yeah. He opens the door of his uh, his cabinet. Uh, we are now behind his, the cabinet 
and uh, bees everywhere. Absolute bee attack. He stumbles around. He's got bees on his face. He's got bees in his mouth all over his clothing. Can't get out the door for some reason. So he just sort of back. Yeah. He's just <laughs> no, no idea where she locked it after her. <laughs> the receptionist has locked him in. <laughs> he, he stumbles around. He stumbles so much he has to turn around and look where he is. He makes sure that he's right by the window before he propels himself backwards <laughs> through the window. <laughs> through the closed window, <laughs> smashing through the glass. I love how he has to look back about yeah, three times. He does just to make sure he's on his right mark. He, yeah. he notices he is and he just jumps backwards through a smashing window. Uh, the camera changes to below him outside <laughs> <laughs> and it is one of the most realistic dummy through a window things I've ever seen in my life. See, when I first watched this and Ken was like, right, you need rights. I was like, hey, Ken, how are you doing? He's like, get the fucking side and watch this scene right now. <laughs> this scene was in waves of like laughter. The, the, he opened the cabinet and I was laughing my head off at his instant reaction of bees. His gingerly looking over his shoulder... <laughs> to make sure he was on the right mark so he could go through the window. And I thought, well, that's the end of the scene. That's amazing. But this bit is the best bit. There's a below camera shot of a dummy falling out of a window. <laughs> then as it falls past the camera, the camera changes to above the from the window and watches a dummy just bounce off the pavement below <laughs> it. And it is, a, it is a work of art. It is an absolute beauty. It's amazing. Yeah, and uh, I, was only, I was only 15 minutes into having seen that for the first time myself and I laughed and I rewound it. I watched it again three times before Dom arrived. <laughs> and then when he arrived... I showed him it, and we watched it three times again. <laughs> After it had finished, he paused, and I was like, well, rewind that right now, and let's watch it again. <laughs> it is absolutely—it is amazing. It really is. It's incredible. If, if you do nothing from this, if you take nothing away from this podcast, go and watch this scene. Is it, it is, it is one, one hour, 15 minutes into this film. Yes. It's not a long left either, no. to be honest. This is where it all just kicks off and it's just relentless now. Yeah. Relentless nonsense. Yeah. But that was brilliant. Cut to the White House with armies scrambling, switchboards lighting up. Yeah, model planes pretending to be flying around. Stock footage of fighter jets just being deployed and dropping bombs on farmland. <laughs> Carpet bombing <laughs> just like everywhere. Soldiers parachuting in and flamethrowing nothing. <laughs> I think we're basically just watching footage of uh, flamethrower training. Yeah, it's yeah pretty so much. I think that's what we're doing, but pretending it's about bees. Uh, back to the news anchor telling us about major cities now being overrun again. We get scenes in a hospital of bees on the windows. Yeah, on the kitty wing. The ki oh my the god, damn kitty wing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, uh, the news guy also says everybody is advised to stay inside. And then we match that with footage of everybody just running around outside. Yeah. <laughs> like, all the dressed in business suits like they were just not, just not, nah, whatever. We'll do what we want, mate. Running over the corpse of big business smeared on the <laughs> pavement there. The sky, it looks like the sky's at the, you know, the end of Ghostbusters. It does look yeah, like that, it yeah. looks like that now. It's yeah. that dark now with, with bees. Uh, John's back, he's brewing up a new batch of gay spray to deploy over the cities. <laughs> he gives it to, uh, he gives like loads of it to this guy in a van. 
and he says, uh, "No, no, no, it's uh, it, it, it won't like burn or something like yeah, that. It won't, it, it won't combust. It, yeah, just yeah, be it, careful it, of the it won't explode, but uh, it is very, very strong fumes. So you will have to drive with your windows open." Unless you want to be gay yourself. Which contradicts everything that everyone else is being told. So anyway, yeah, so off they go. And the, the canisters are just loose in the back as well. It's like as they drive over a bump, they just wobble. Yeah. <laughs> You'd at least lay them down there. Yeah, secure them. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. do something with them. You just stand them all up. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the latest batch that sets off, it doesn't reach its destination because the van is run off the road by the bees. By bees, because you've got the windows open, you see. Yeah. Due to fumes. So obviously he mounts the fucking side there into a mountain. Yeah, like a... overturns his van into a huge mountain side and uh, explodes. A fucking aeroplane blows up yeah, we before get some... it even takes <laughs> off. We get stock footage of an aeroplane exploding. That's good, actually, that footage where it's coming at the camera. Uh, that's actually also in Airplane. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like the way it's like um, painted this plane, it's obviously like the dummy tests, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, when you have the car test and the crash test dummies, they've got that sort of like... Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just going along the runway and just blows up because of bees. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck that happened. But um, yeah, there's stock footage. There's a helicopter. A helicopter that sort of like spins out of control and then hits the ground and explodes. Yeah, another fine bit of uh, investigative work from Ken there. Yes. The exploding helicopter. Yes, I, I did send that off to the Twitter page, uh, Chopper Fireball. And... Um, yeah, it was a new one for them. It was the yeah. 655th uh, film they've uh, been uh, told uh, has an exploding helicopter. Yeah, I mean, we've mentioned them on this before, but I love I love that, like, they've made just yeah. about that. So do check them out at Chopper Fireball. <laughs> and they are incredibly thorough. Yeah. Yeah, so if you do add one, they will add that onto that list. They've got a huge spreadsheet of all of these superb stuff. A cut back to the uh, the army HQ, you know, with the flags on the wall and all that sort of shit. It's the what's his name, Doctor uh, Doctor Moorhead, the British UN observer. He rings John Saxon, who says he's al- he already knows that the pheromone isn't working. <laughs> this this is when he gets the line. Oh, brilliant! This yeah. is when he gets the line. He just says, "What the bloody hell is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Get me Doctor Norman," and then we instantly cut to. Uh, Dr. Norman on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is like, ah, it's you. He demands an explanation as to why, and John tells him that there's been a mutation, a new strain of bees, and with Hummel dead, he doesn't know their next move. To which he says, well, why the bloody hell aren't you here? <laughs> and he says, because we're trying to decipher the language pattern of the bees. And this... <laughs> That's right, folks. First we try to turn the bees gay. Now we're trying to negotiate with the bees. And he gets another great line here, the Englishman. He says, Do you mean to tell me you want us to conduct peace negotiations with bugs? And uh, he says, Either that or you can consider praying. Yeah. Imagine you're that guy and he's conf- he's made this pheromone spray. And he's like, What's the next move? We're going to negotiate. Yeah. Imagine that in real life. Maybe we should talk to them. they're fucking bees what are you talking about man Sandra and John they listen for a while on their you know they got the earphones in yeah until they just get bored and think let's just go and have sex 
wake up in the middle of the night to find their entire room <laughs> is covered in bees. I like it when they say, how did they get in? Yeah. It's just like, there's fucking loads of them. How do you not notice them? It's not airtight. built hives and everything in your room. You've been in there for yeah, how long? About like hive. 20 minutes. There's a massive hive in the yeah. middle of the room. <laughs> I've not seen them. Fucking hell. Yeah. And he says, oh, well, let's go. They slowly make their way out the room. The fucking door opens by itself. Uh, can I tell you, we we do pan across and we see a bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah. And amongst all the encyclopedias and all that, we saw just numbers, Roman numerals. So you, you understand they must be uh, proper encyclopedias. Um, there's also a book that's just called How Does It Work? And another one that's called Jack and Jane, which I'm not sure is a scientific book <laughs> at all. Yeah, and there's another one I couldn't really read. I think it was something something Mexicana. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Jack and Jane. What's that doing in their fucking boudoir? Does he also have the entire book series from Deadly Illusions? <laughs> I think he does, yeah. Yeah, yeah Wednesday Luncheon. Wednesday Luncheon <laughs> is one of his favourites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd just notice that when we pan across, you see. Yeah. Yeah, loads of encyclopedias and then Jack and Jane. I did Sounds say, like a fucking kid's book. Yeah. I did say no out loud when the door opened by itself to help them get out. <laughs> and then the lab doors also open. So they go into the lab. That's also covered in bees at this point. Uh, John and Sandra, they just start shouting. Yeah. They're trying to talk to the bees. Dr. Hummel said you could think. We believe it. We've been covering the material, but we have been able to decipher your language. We'll keep trying. We'll keep trying. And then we cut to him addressing the United Nations. Yeah. With exactly the same preposterous bullshit he's just given everyone else. Uh, John gives an environmentally charged speech that James mm-hmm. Nguyen would be proud of. Oh, yes, very much. About how the human species is the biggest threat to the planet, not homosexual bees, as he and Gene Hackman first thought. <laughs> you get Gene Hackman's just like, ain't that the truth? Yeah, or well, Gene Hackman leaves in fucking anger. He's not <laughs> he just uh, turns the table over and just walks out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he tells them that these new genetically modified bees are capable of rational thought and speech patterns that we humans can decode. And there's a fucking amazing... This is maybe the line of the film from the UK ambassador who says, Good Lord, this chap's gone completely raving bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> I've written that down as well. <laughs> That's a fucking great line. Yeah. Could he be more British? But he, he looks a proper British man as yeah. well, doesn't he? Yeah, he might as well just be dressed in full hunter outfit <laughs> yeah. from Jumanji. Yeah, next to a man <laughs> in a bowler hat. <laughs> I say, this chap's gone crackers. <laughs> yeah. He's gone stock raving mad. Uh, John says, no, sir. The bees have communicated a warning that unless we stop abusing their environment that they will eliminate mankind from it completely. The head of the UN, who looks like a character from a Monty Python sketch, <laughs> he thanks John for his interesting words. I thought he looked a little bit like uh, Donald Sutherland. <laughs> yeah. from the, In a uh, Monty Python sketch. <laughs> from the Invasion of the Body Snatcher. I thought he was just going to point at him <laughs> and just go... <laughs> He says that the UN will continue. I also point out there's a bloke next to him who looks like Morgan Freeman. Morgan uh, Freechild. As Morgan Freeman looks now. 
Yes. In the 70s. Yeah. Maybe he's also always looked like that. Um, he says the UN will consider it in their next agenda, whatever the hell he's just said. Yeah, and then basically says, now get out. Uh, John Saxon says, there's nothing to consider. This is an ultimatum. Either we share this world with bees on their terms, or we vanish as a species. He's basically saying, I think we should completely and unequivocally surrender to the bees. Yes, we must surrender to bees. The UN then tells him, listen, you're only here as a courtesy to the memory of Dr. Hummel, but now shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, she helps. Yes, by sounding like a man, Just by standing up saying, we have to listen to what the bees have to say. (laughs) She grabs the mic as well and she screams You fools! You idiots! She shouts when they refuse to believe that bees can talk. (laughs) (laughs) The chief UN guy, uh, he asks security to remove John Saxon and Sandra, to which Sandra, as he says, says, they've left the bees no choice. (laughs) Yeah, at which point the bees take their cue and smash through the glass and enter the UN chambers. Yep, the UN members are scrambling away. John Saxon tells them all that these bees won't harm them if they stay still. Which is pretty much what you tell kids, yeah, isn't it, when when a bee's near them? Which is true just in general. If it's like one, perhaps. Yeah, like a bumblebee, if it's around you, just fucking leave it, it's fine. Yeah, not a, not if it's a swarm of very, very angry bees. <laughs> Killer bees from yeah. Africa. <laughs> Just stand still, they'll be able to kill you a lot quicker. Just stand still, little Timmy, as he's lifted <laughs> off the ground by a swarm of bees. And stung to pieces. <laughs> he says that, John Saxon says there are 20 trillion of these little fuckers in existence. Yeah, there's an awful lot of maths here. He says it's multiplying at a rate of 5 billion a day. That's so many. And in order to survive, the human race will have to share Earth equally on the bees' terms, he says again. He says, I know you will accept. It's the only way to survive. He says the bees will dominate the Earth with man or without. And that's the end of the film. And then the film just finishes there. There's nothing else. No, that is it. Credits. And pictures of bees. There's, yeah, there's no sign that the UN even believes him because, you know, there's just bees loose in the fucking place. There's no sign the bees are listening in. He's offered no proof that the bees can <laughs> it's actually... just one massive bee with some headphones. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's offered... Now, now say... Um... You know, like practical <laughs> jokers. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> that was the uh, end credits, uh, the post credit <laughs> scene. It was just some bees laughing. Yeah. around a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> he's offered no evidence that these bees can communicate, no examples of how he's deciphered this. He's literally walked into the UN like a mental patient and said... Like John Saxon. Like only John Saxon could and told them, these bees... Are bastards. Yeah. Your Honour. <laughs> the end. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Ken... Talk to me. What do you reckon to the film? I bloody loved it. Yeah, I, I say, I just saw it. It was on there. I've added it to my list. No idea when I added this to my list, but it's been on there for a while. And um, I don't even really know why I started watching it at that point. I just just pressed play on it. I was just like, oh, go on now, put, put a film on in the background. And um, just thought that is superb. That bit where he does the window bit that is amazing oh man unbelievable and, um, that's him that's got to be in 
that's now probably in my top five of sort of bad movie scenes. Yeah, it's moments. so funny. It yeah. is. It's just a, it's just funny from the instant he gets like he just walks in the room, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Gets his secretary out of there, rings up some bloke on a massive phone, uh, <laughs> opens a cupboard, attacked by bees, flails around the room, dives backwards through a window, <laughs> and, and falls about seven floors down onto the pavement. <laughs> and bounces. The whole thing is just poetry. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. This film has a million ideas. It wants to be an environmental film. It wants to be a... Yeah, but it doesn't even start to be a, an environmental film to halfway through it. You're probably like the last uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, the last thing is, I tell you what, we've only got 20 minutes left. Yeah, like for the what first... If the, what if the bees can talk? You're like, hmm? For the first half, it's like big business, like a bastard, basically, isn't it? Then it turns into an environmental film. And then it's just, what if they can talk? Yeah, what if they can open doors? Yeah, he's like, well, what if they can't? <laughs> it's like nobody said that. What if they can... It's like, yeah, but they can't, though. Yeah. That's what somebody should have said. Like, yeah. yeah, but they can't talk. Yeah. That's what somebody needed to have said, and they didn't. But they're, they're new, they're intelligent, they can organise, and they've put their trust in John Saxon. Well, if you're going to put your trust in anybody, and John Carradine's dead, it's John Saxon. Yeah, and I think that's the perfect sentence to end this episode with. <laughs> All day long. We've run out of time. Thank you to Kenby Wilde for recommending this episode and for bringing that scene into my life. <laughs> Thank you. So if you have watched it, oh, it should should be pointed out that this is on Shudder in the it UK. It certainly is, yeah. And there is, all, I think it's a Vinegar Syndrome release, and uh, there's also, at the time of recording, there's a 1080p version on YouTube. Nice. And if you do get to watch it, let us know what you think to this week's episode. The Bees. What does it rank amongst those 70s killer bee film, of which there was many at the time? Email address, badmoviecourt.gmail.com. Let us know, or alternatively, let us know through social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Letterboxd. Many, many ways for you to get in touch with us. And our ears are open, our hearts are open. Our buttocks are open. (laughs) Standard. Ready and waiting for your... Input. (laughs) (laughs) Just not the bees. My God, not the bees. If you want to join the Facebook discussion group, you can. Just simply search the Bad Movie Cult on Facebook and we'll add you in. It's a great place for fellow bad movie cult, in, uh, sorry, bad movie enthusiasts to talk about films potentially not covered on the podcast. Always open to offers, though. You bring us a film, we'll watch it. <laughs> so it's un- undoubtedly, we will watch it. All links will be available in the show notes. If you like to support the podcast, if you enjoyed our output, so to speak, you can by leaving us an Apple Podcast rating or review. Same for on Spotify. You can rate them on there now. You can give us a like and a subscribe on YouTube if you're listening to us on there. It's all massive, uh, a massive help in getting us found by new listeners, so it's very much appreciated. You can find all previous episodes as well as written reviews of films not covered on the podcast on our website. That's www.badmoviecult.com. We'll be back in a week's time, and this time it'll be with a film pitch thrown in at the end there. Yeah, we had a couple of ideas for this one, but uh, you don't get that on a bonus. Yeah? That's what a bonus is. You know, a little buzzy bonus on this one. Speaking of which, let's buzz off. Classic. Um, Honey. See you next week, everybody.
Good Lord, this chap's gone completely raging bonkers. <laughs> 